welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a world-building podcast where we throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you what sticks. Each episode, we go in-depth on an element of fictional worlds, breaking it down and developing unique examples live on the fly to give you ideas you can copy, steal, or be inspired by. Whether you're a writer, a GM, or an all-around nerd goblin, nerd goblin, just looking to indulge your imagination, we've got you covered. I'm Kyle. I'm Ethan. On this episode, we'll be discussing blood magic. For good! For good. As was alluded to at the end of last week's episode, where we teed this one up, and here we are, back together in the same room. It's weird. Is it? Yeah. All right, well. Now, it would have been if we hadn't spent like 10 hours together over the weekend. But yeah, probably. Then it would have been like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while, but we did, so yeah. it worked out well. Yeah. So, Blood Magic for good. Blood Magic is consistently evil. Portrayed as evil. Portrayed as evil. It's not, it's not real, so it can't be evil. But it's portrayed as evil, and so we want to figure out... How do we make, how do we spin that around and go, let's make it a morally good thing in a world? Or at the bare minimum, societally beneficial. Yes. Because there's the, the, the morality of it, I think we can hand wave a little bit because it's often, well, I guess maybe we shouldn't. We can discuss the morality of it because it's often the morality that will say like, oh, we can't even try this. We can't even explore. Like that's the way it is in dragon age where it's consistently just nope this is evil no one does it like yeah. it's frowned upon it or like blood bet blood blood bending in the avatar the last airbender universe we're like nope you did blood bending you're evil go to jail like there's yeah. no conversation about it instead of saying like hey maybe blood bending could actually be used to help for chiropractic purposes yeah like right like how do you spin it and i and i, I feel like and i'm not 100% and it will depend from universe to universe but I feel like usually when it's portrayed as evil the the rationale behind its evilness is that it's like evil is a point of view Anakin or it's blood magic but it's almost like you're selling your soul it's like you're compromising yourself somehow yeah like, it's like your inherent essence or something or you're involuntarily you're opening yourself up to, to be more vulnerable to evil kind of thing. That, yeah. It's kind of like I'm recalling from Dragon Age because blood magic is like pretty big, big. plot Isn't point. Isn't blood magic class in it? In yeah, I think, a, I think in like the third one. Or yeah. Magic, like blood, but blood magic is frowned upon and mm. evil. And I think it was because it's very demon and spirit uh, like centric yeah. as, a, as a universe that it's like if you are doing blood magic – you're you're more vulnerable then because you're channeling magic through your own blood or through someone else's blood but usually through your own blood right and so it's at the cost of your own health at cost of your own like soul and you kind of open yourself up to those demons and those spirits to manipulate or to steal your body or i don't know to do right. something you are more vulnerable and thus it's frowned upon and it's sort of in the avatar last airbender world verse whatever it's you are taking control of another person's body against their will. Yeah. And that is what inherently makes it evil. Even yeah. like, yeah. and that's why that uh, the episode where it's introduced is so compelling because yeah. Hama, huh? I think is the woman who invented it, the waterbender who invented it. And she used it to escape prison where she was being held by the bad guys. But yeah, that's a good, but still somehow is portrayed as the bad person right yeah. like it's it's an interesting that I, I i was wrong to say that we should just hand wave the morality i think you were wrong get it ah oh, huh. yeah that was funny that was um good. but like but you said uh, the whole against your will part i think that is an important element a blood pact is a great example of right. you know oh we've made this pact it's bound by magic and it's we against our will it. and even if and, and no, like, no no no, it's not against our will it is voluntary it, it's it's voluntary now right it is forever in the future against our will right. because our will is irrelevant it was it was only relevant in one moment right and that was like in the um the 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 whatever the new fantastic beasts bullshit like awful D dumbledore and, awful. and uh, grindelwald made a blood pact but a very interesting use with lots of world building implications potentially for good yeah basically you could just tell the the whole like the duel between them and that's an interesting story if you just do it and not do it poorly right so and don't cast ezra miller but cast yeah. mads mickelson in everything yeah and also i think Ed eddie redmayne does a great job but his character shouldn't be in that movie nope. like they should just have a separate movie like eddie redmayne's interesting newt's mm -hmm. commander's interesting 
the he's, world itself is interesting. Yeah, and they're just like, how about we have two different movies merged yeah. together that have no real connective you know tissue? What every social movement mean needs a zoologist. <laughs> every single absolutely one. a magical zoologist. A magical zoologist. Well, yeah. I, th- I think like if you're in a magical, it's sort of like you know what do they call Chinese food in China? They just call it food. It's yep. like, is it really a magical zoologist if your world is already magical? Or you're just a zoologist. Mm. It's like, if you just do magic taxes all day, it's, you're just a tax account. If all the magic in the world is blood magic, is it really blood magic or is it just magic? I think it's probably just magic. It's just magic. So let's think about, and so when we talked about it last time, we mentioned election officials as like an example. And you can go back and go back and listen to our elections episode. You should. It was um, good. And then you'll get our example about election officials. But taking that into other uses for society. I think both of us would immediately come to the conclusion, doctors. Right. EMTs, search and rescue, anything medical. 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 There's going to be, a, like... There's I a mean, lot of blood. There's a... Right. If And if there is a lot of blood, you probably could use a blood mage to either figure out what to do with it, maybe keep it in the body where it belongs. That, the notion of being able to put the blood back in. Right. You just take, like, any, like, support character in any context in, like, a, in a fight and, you know, like the what was the movie with, with the medic um that andrew garfield played in world war ii who was like a medic who didn't carry a gun like i love that notion of it, you're, you're a medic no idea it, it like, i believe what? you but that's a very cool idea yeah just like running around just being like just like casting spells just to keep blood from coming out of people yeah. just be like just keep that blood in baby yeah. like just doing that and you like know, how many scenes have there been in movies where people have healing factors where like they get cut and then the blood flows back into the body before the wound heals. And it looks now, so maybe fucking they, cool when right, that happens. And now maybe they don't heal in the same way. But the f- blood goes back in. They're like, ah, oh, but the blood just doesn't go. So you still got a cut. Yeah. You still got slashed. Okay. But, but like if your head gets blown off, they can keep maybe put the blood back in there, but your brain is still broken. They're not brain mages. So maybe it's um, a, a similar notion of the blood leaves. And then they basically can just like capture it, pull it, clean it. They can mm. like they can sift out all non-blood, the impurities, they, yeah. like the, like the impurities of it, and like put it into a vial or into like a basically like put it back into an IV bag to make it so that they can re- like re-inject that blood. So yeah. blood loss is not going to be a cause right. of death. No one but, dies of exsanguination. I think like, also like they can't put it back in you immediately, but they can capture it and then clean it and then like put it back into a vein. If they yeah. can find a vein, they can give you the blood back. Right. Yeah. Like basically, like the what did they call it? They called them blood bags. In, yeah, um, in Mad Max. Mad Max. I was immediately yeah. thinking of the Mad Max thing. I thought I, that was that was so. But like you, but you could do that, and you could maybe imagine if you could figure out if you could just sort of intuit. You know, you're on an open battlefield. There are lots of bodies everywhere. Someone's maybe someone is dying, but maybe you can just intuit or or magically distinguish blood types. Find someone out there. Find a you know find a matching blood type or whatever however what however that manifests in your world yeah and create the blood bag program right or like the blood yeah. bagger and yeah. that's what they're good for maybe that's all they can do and they can find like the good clean proper blood yeah and facilitate a transfusion and that's it like yeah, they're very I like specialized that. I like that but it's also it also like doesn't make them like oh I have telekinetic control but only over blood that's weird but like you know you yeah, know, yeah. like sometimes putting limits on the power is what makes it interesting i'm like thinking about the imagery of somebody walking into the battlefield and i was immediately going towards a different direction of a uh, overly powerful uh entity so like a a a blood mage who is basically a peacekeeper hmm. who walks in and says what the fuck are you doing yeah. you are not supposed to be fighting and just like like puts everybody's blood yeah. into like stasis and it's yeah. like, just it, like it, a big blood bender like stop everybody who's wounded every like they just put all the blood back in they basically undo all the damage yeah um i don't know like i, I the I imagery of, of just like a powerful mage walking into a fight and be like whoa 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 you are not supposed to be fighting children i have made this very clear we do not <laughs> go to war in this house or whatever what do we do when we have feelings we talk about them no we stab people in the back but we do it cleanly i just cleaned oh. up this mess i think obviously healing i think is is a cool way and that has tons of fun implications i'm also i love when magic is bridges with science yeah i'm, I'm a big fan of a, you know magitech and all that shit and i love magic research like the concept of magic research and i'm fixated on this idea since we were talking about doctors of like a magic hematologist and like how would a blood mage study blood Right. Like, what could they do? Could they be used to come up with vaccines for different viruses, bacteria? Like, would they be the ones to get 
into that level of science, would they be spearheading that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, medical research would just come down to them because wh- why else would anybody else be involved, basically? Right? I don't know. Yeah. Like, that makes like who's going to discover bone marrow, like, or, or, or all the potential for bone marrow? Like, they're going to be like, oh, shit, that's where the blood comes from. Yeah. Um, good point. Like, I just think a magical hematology. I just think that's yeah. I I think it makes perfect like funky, I, fun, and weird, and you like because it, it and it gives an interesting um an interesting avenue for infusing like modern medical stuff into a fantasy world. Yeah. So like if you're trying to merge those two genres and you and you're not sure where the boundaries are, you're not sure what 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 elements of each you want, then it's a really cool opportunity because you basically can just put modern medicine through vaccinations through yeah. like just advanced knowledge of how like of anatomy of you know disease of blood of whatever like right. all the things that the blood will eventually lead you to right because I, I imagine you also become an expert on you can like fully map the human body because you can track all the blood the circulatory system yeah so the totally. circulatory system is immediately understood. anything that we would do like i've had procedures where they've had me like drink or injected a dive to yeah. like you know to before sending the imaging me to an mri yeah. right like you could probably do that you don't have to because because you can just like but, no but you could do something that equivalent yeah i, I don't I, I don't think you even have to do anything because it's just if you can do blood magic you can just sense all the blood movement yeah and, and so you, you can just like – it'd be like if I was looking at you right now and I had like x-ray vision where all I saw was the blood. Yeah. And, and so I just map out the whole circulatory system. Yeah. I think that could be really cool. And similar – I mean there's also opportunity here. Let's take this. This is a slight deviation, but a, 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 an electric mage could probably map out the nervous system. And then suddenly you've got some big stuff happening. Yeah. Like, like that's pretty cool. Like medical. I, I love I, – I to your point, I love that bridge of like – you find it's almost like we have a podcast that discusses these things but i love that bridge between magic and science in a world like one of my favorite scenes and it was so small in like one of the first two episodes of legend of Korra, when suddenly they're in a steam you know they went from like a feudal asian inspired society um to a more steampunk world and it was clear they had there was a <clears throat> There was an economy for light for firebenders who could shoot lightning to charge up the batteries for the city. And there was one yeah. scene of like you remember it was in the beginning. They showed them all. They were all just standing there, like doing the big hand circle-y thing with the two fingers and then shooting it into a giant tube to charge up a battery. Yeah. I was like, they took this massively spiritual thing that almost an entire season was dedicated to. Yeah. And turned it into a battery. I was yeah. like, that's such great fucking linkages between modern society and magic super cool and i think this is on that level yeah i i agree i think it it, it unlocks so much because in you can you, you it gives you those cinematic moments like that like what you're describing but it also just i think i think it gives you more freedom and it makes you st- start to spin magic as a whole not just blood magic magic right. as a whole to right. a different to a different uh design because right. oftentimes it's, it's it's thought about in these like destructive ways or controlling ways power hungry ways right. and because like they'll talk about like mages as scholars in a lot of fiction mm-hmm. but they don't really put their money where their mouth is right. because they're not like scholar like the scholarly pursuit is to learn a new spell that does a powerful thing it's never for like the good of society like why aren't mages in a society actually propelling that society through things like medicine Mm-hmm. Like that is such an obvious win. Like, mm-hmm. like you, you, uh, it's such a stereotype in a way of like the the theocratic, uh, not theocratic. I'm sorry, the the, the magocracy mm-hmm. that is like, or there's like the mages guild, magocratic, magocratic, uh, magicarp. Uh, the, there's like the mages who are like all about like it's like mage supremacy or whatever. You were so of, focused on whether or not you could, you never stopped to think about if you should. Yeah, and it's like, but they're never doing a thing that that seems to be like because they're all they always say like this is for the good of of mankind. Like we're we're trying to help society. We're mm-hmm. we're advancing civilization. And I'm like, how? How is the thing you're doing right. actually helpful? Right. You're just like a stupid fucking tech CEO at that point. Tech CEO, I think, is the most, and not that I'm projecting about my job or anything. I think like the most apt analogy 
for the way that most people are portrayed. Like, I mean, Xandria Unlimited, it's all tech CEO shit, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's the same, or er, er, uh, Calamity, sorry. It's all tech CEO shit. It's the same thing. And I think and actually that quick, they, quick, that... quick aside, just to say, if you haven't seen Xandria Unlimited Calamity, you should absolutely watch it. It is the only D&D, it's the only D live stream content I would recommend to anybody. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's, and it's only like 16 hours. It's just so, so good. You can, you can watch it manageably. And with that in mind, I actually think that if you wanted to think of ways to make blood magic something so deeply personal, you know, to the individual, mm -hmm. a very interesting analogy could be data. Like, think of the way that we are using personal, that yeah. personal data is manipulated against us and the laws that are trying, that should be being formed, but in many cases are not, to mm -hmm. protect users. Like, the whole PPI thing of, like, if your personal, your, your private personal, what, what's it, what, what is it? PPI. PII. Oh, personally PII. identifiable personally information. Identifi yeah, I think yeah, that's personally it. identifiable information. Like, if that leaks, it's a big deal. It's a problem. Like, that is such a personal thing. And the most PII thing probably of all is your DNA. Right. Because. Which we voluntarily send to fucking company, you know, 23andMe and they're like, oh yeah, take my blood. Like, I'm not, I don't know who the fuck, I mean, I have a pretty good idea who owns it, but. Yeah. But it's, you know, especially if, if you throw on the table, like, all right, here's some noodles. Somebody. So there's blood magic. Hip. No. Somebody's giving, like, there's competing blood magic. Okay. There's there's a blood mage, or there's like a blood magic organization that is collecting people's blood or their, their DNA from their blood, basically, and making simulacra of them for some nefarious purpose. And then there's some counter blood mages who get wise to this. And are now like having to, like take it down. I don't really know what. Where maybe else it's to go not even. It. Maybe it's not even a nefarious purpose. Mm -hmm. But like, if we if we treat mages, treat it like data. Treat well. Treat you could treat it like data. Or, quick thought: they're making simulacra for the explicit purpose of organ transplants. Like they're like the, there's uh, like the okay. movie The Island okay. that's yeah. been done a million times. I think that's a very easy thing to do. Point yeah. of bringing in the data was to say that. What you can do with your knowledge and power of your own blood is very self-empowering. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's that's kind of right. Just in the same way that data could be used against you, it can also be used All right, so, for you. Okay. So thinking about like they're growing organs. So basically now I'm thinking this isn't necessarily for good. This is a more morally gray thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. The military is using blood magic to get all to create backup organs and like bodies almost for mm. all their soldiers mm -hmm. they're like they're like, they're taking their blood and they're using that to like grow entire arms as so if, if you lose your arm they can use blood magic to reattach a new yeah. arm that, that is is yours it's been grown for you sure and so that there is there's fewer casualties on your side mm -hmm. there's probably more casualties on the other or both sides are doing this exact same thing and it's more about like more is eternal yeah or it's like because if there's a time delay to do it, it's basically like, can you get them on the respawn? Uh. Like, like, <laughs> you're like, literally respawn. Yeah, it's basically just like <laughs> the funny. the FPS player in me is like, oh, basically you just create a respawn system through blood magic. That's really funny. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I got no notes. Yeah, I think that's Ten, pretty fun. tens across the board. I think that's great. Perfect, perfect bowl of noodles. All right, so we, we, we talked a little bit about the medical yeah. side of things. I feel like. Awesome. Uh, also included that we said search and rescue. So anything kind of in the identifiable D detectives, world. detectives, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like it, you it's know. such a great film noir detective yeah. archetype. Like these streets are, I'm if just, you're gonna... everything is communicated. In, everything you say is you say in a Rorschach voice. <laughs> yeah. The, the, um, I think it would make an interesting way to, and I, I don't know the system, but to infuse into like Blades in the Dark, mm. which is like a very noir mm -hmm. uh, RPG uh, tabletop game that I've never played, but I know it's it has the noir thing down. So it could yeah. be it could work really well if you're like there's a blood mage who's like a powerful or like a really like important detective or whatever, and yeah. you're like it's like a rival of like can you beat them because they use blood magic to to find 
out what's happening really quickly and, yeah. and run with it. Yeah. And again, that gets you back into the world of DNA and, oh, you think it's this, this person's been wrongfully convicted because my blood identification spell proves that it's not him. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then suddenly you're back in this world and you, you could even call them bloodhounds if you wanted to, right? Like, yeah, they're, they're this special class of detective that are able to sniff out if either maybe by nose, it, it doesn't matter, but like they're able to identify and track people there's, using blood magic very specifically. I mean, the potential for scrying there is is crazy. Literally, Apex Legends has a character called Bloodhound who, who does that, basically, who if who can like activate an ability and can see anybody who would like move like any footsteps that can like like smell the blood of anybody who's moved by within like, oh, past 30 like the, seconds the witcher senses and the a little bit yeah. um but like in a multiplayer game um, right but and, and it's like a 30 second uh timer on it or whatever i, I don't know I, I forget i haven't played apex in a long time but it was an interesting but it, like it's a similar notion of but then what if you extend it over a longer period of time what if you can just like tell yeah because like is there a range on the blood or do you have to see the blood for the blood magic to be useful because the long long distance scrying doesn't make a ton of sense if the if, if it's if you have a sample of the blood, it does. I guess if you have a sample of the blood, but then that makes crime really easy to but solve. Are you, That's almost such an advanced system that it negates the whole premise of the system, right? Like, well, because I think blood magic would work. I think it usually works when you're channeling the magic through the blood itself in front of you, yeah. and and I don't think it necessarily has like that range because it's not you're not going through like a weave or some sort of like uh, ephemeral you know ethereal sure uh, uh, space you're just using the it's blood physical it's grounded in reality. it's it's more grounded yeah. yeah so i i don't know i wouldn't design it that way no but I, and i think become in part because like you said it just solves it so fast yeah. you're just if you have a detective or if you have anything because then it's super easy to like assassinate somebody you get a little tiny sample of their blood and just halfway across the world kobe you yeah. just throw it at them. they're everyone, done everyone's sniping everyone yeah. Just done. Like, that's so cheap. Yeah. That's such a frustrating but fun moment that we just did because we're like, oh, we have this cool. Oh, this idea sucks. No, I don't think it sucks. It doesn't suck, but it, like, removes any potential. It well, moves no, a lot I, of the potential. I fun. think it's still interesting in the moment. Like, so. But, like. All I, right. Detective, in the moment, what are they doing when they, when they see the blood? Because are they. Maybe it's that they. Can they, okay. It, they can read the blood. They can read the DNA. So they now know eye color, hair color, general, Sex. like, like they know basic. Yeah. So like whatever is encoded in your genes. Exactly. They learn all of that. Right. And that's pretty useful. And if they have a DNA, like a blood database, which if you wanted to be super cinematic about it, could be a tower full of tiny little vials of blood. Yeah. That they have to go in and kind of sense the vibes mm-hmm. and find if you're if you're in a society that is collecting blood samples from anybody like they did in Critical Role. You remember in season two, the gentleman had that blood mage and he collected vials of everybody's blood to use against them in case oh, they I, turned against him. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. But you could do do a similar thing. I'm thinking I, I'm going to dial it down a little bit and say instead of like a databases they collects the blood and like so you like has like a like going very noir yeah he's got a trench coat of, of course. course big trench coat opens Hat. up the trench coat mm, yeah because it's raining mm. it's always raining yeah. uh but it was always never mind. and like in the trench coat is just a bunch of these little vials of all the active cases of all the active suspects mm. and if they and if he has the blood so like if he sees somebody if if, he, if it's uh, i'm now looking for a blonde man with brown eyes he sees and he's like, okay, I see a blonde man in brown eyes. That's just, he looks suspicious. I mean, follow him, whatever. You can take out the blood and kind of just because now he has the blood and you can see that guy and know that's his blood. He can kind mm. of like feel if it's a little warm, like channel a little bit of blood magic through him and just, I'm going to see if I can like just make him like twitch. Yeah. And, and, and if he twitches and he's like, I got my it's guy. Like, uh, yeah. I got my guy. So you can use against him, but just kind of carries him around just as a way to verify identity. I love that. I love that. I think that's really interesting, particularly potential for shenanigans in there where you know base idea of who someone is. And so you have to go like, where do a bunch of tall men congregate? Right. And what if this is a society that has extensive hair dye? I also like the idea if it's maybe not they that you like react to the blood, but maybe the blood 
reacts to being close to them. Like it starts. Um, did you see Big Hero Six? No. Oh, so good. So there's a part of the movie spoilers. It's a six, seven year old movie. Doesn't really count, but where there's one tiny little robot that is trying to get back to its friends, like to its core, like the the signal that's summoning it, mm-hmm. and that's how they find the BBEG's lair because he's stolen all the tiny robots. And it's like that could be a fun thing of you again kind of taking the idea from the first case you from the first idea the first bowl of noodles we had where you're trying to you cast a spell on it to get that blood to return to its owner and then it just starts moving oh towards it and you just kind of to gotta a, follow you'd it. have to make sure that that spell was to to say move slowly to <laughs> true do not yeah, yeah. do not fly fast but right, like yeah. uh just gently make your way to the owner yeah but it also could um I'm imagining taking that kind of merging it with with the, the the noodles I was having of if it's if like you have them all kind of locked up and you can feel them like in your in your coat you can feel one of them start moving like vibrating yeah or like like it's trying like because they've all had this spell cast on them mm. that says like uh, for instance it's like um, if you can detect your host within you know hundred feet hundred feet return like go back to it so then you keep them so as you're moving about if you feel like all of a sudden it's like pressure in your coat of like oh it's trying one of them's trying to go home okay who's going and then let it go like open it up let it start making its way over there because it still doesn't eliminate the need for detective work so you still can have a detective story there but with just a cool mechanic i think potentially some new noodles here yeah thinking about the legal system we talked about the packs that you could make mm. but it, but the, in a much more nefarious way i think it's also just an interesting potentially good way for a society to just have such a strong legal bond for legal agreements right that could be enforced by blood magic because then i think it's just it basically just blood packed for all agreements yeah and you could set terms and maybe severity of the blood pact right Mm -hmm. like maybe that is where like if it's broken the offending party gets like super ill or something it starts to like uh slow your blood or something like you get really lethargic yeah it starts to like fuck with your blood in different ways so until you repair or or start adhering to the terms again of the agreement yeah or if it's like truly you know or maybe it's like um it's a ticking time bomb where it's essentially it starts to you start to feel the effects of it's just slowing your blood down until so, you eventually it, clot and stroke out yeah it just or just or just slowing it down to a point where it just says no more blood movement at all yeah your heart just stops uh, or a massive heart attack that's the richest area the the, the doctor the blood magic doctors like that is far and away the richest area Probably because it's like I'm gonna go. I mean, my original idea: bloodbender chiropractors. Oh yeah, that's like, pretty funny. I mean, come on, like yeah. I, oh, you've got scoliosis, not anymore. Yeah, because if you're thinking about like what is the good thing that you can do with blood, it's pretty limited, other than the physical health of individuals. Right. There it's, and we and, and we could do again. I ooh, I'm thinking about it. I think of like, could you buff a guy? That's interesting. Could you just say, this person needs to do a task? I will somehow... Oh, you absolutely... So there is a video, shout out to Todd Kenrick uh, and Jim Davis from WebDM um, for doing an amazing conversation about the Blood Hunter class in uh-huh. D&D. And one thing... Everyone should go watch that episode of Todd Talks. One thing that they keep talking about is... If there's like magical blood out there, you know, the blood hunters maybe arise like what happened? Oh, what happens if I inject troll blood into myself to gain magical powers? Right. And so what if you've got you could do this with mortals or not, but you have a group of blood mages who are out there effectively becoming monster hunters or facilitating the hunting of monsters to gather magical creature blood, cleaning it making it suitable for human consumption for the purpose of creating superhumans like the blood hunters or, or like the witchers or like the witchers. Exactly. 
Yeah, interesting. Right. I, I love, because now I'm thinking about it in terms of not about super soldiers, but about long life. Yeah. It's just you're harvesting from turtles, tur- tortoises or something that can live f- for fucking hundreds of years. And you're using that blood to then infuse into other people. And it's working. And like, we're going to bypass whether or not that makes any sense biologically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but it this doesn't. But think about, I mean, rhinos are almost extinct because people are convinced that rhino horn has this has all these benefits right what oh, if it, it does actually, right have i told you about my rhino horn pills yes <laughs> i think that could be and it wouldn't even necessarily i like the idea of doing that especially if you get to the point like you did in the witcher where you had the video game where you have kind of the toxicity level where you can mm-hmm. use blood, yeah, you need a certain amount of your regular blood still. yeah to maintain yourself yeah right interesting because then you also open up this whole um avenue of the people who have who have crossed that threshold mm. and then they now have too much of their of their or too little of their original too little blood. of the literal of their normal blood and does that begin to warp their body they're called chimeras oh interesting and they become like creature like or like they're like a a creature without a race or whatever like they like start to no longer have a species that is wholly their own yeah, I think so that's like, good. So you, you definitely get lost. Yeah, I like that. So there is, and there is, and and blood magic could be the way to cure them over time by slowly over time removing yeah so the the non-human or non-base species or blood. start to infuse other take other humans' blood and put that back and in there. It, right. Basically, blood magic is creating and solving the problem. It is the ultimate capitalist endeavor but it's also the whole thing of it is not necessarily up to the invention to regulate itself like the people need to be smart enough to regulate it themselves and if people government needs to exist to do it yeah but i mean even if the government it's just like ladies and gentlemen kyle speaking of blood is on the hunt folks Uh uh-oh he has targeted his prey he has secured his weapon to spill it. How much blood does he have, Kyle? None. We're just fun to narrate. You hunting flies. Yeah, I'm happy to provide entertainment. No, I I agree that the the invention is not there to regulate itself. I'm I'm bringing that up only because this is a blood magic for good potential. Yeah, right. Like, and- but like it's like the blood magic was initially for good, and then it got taken over and used for ill. Mm-hmm. I think that's where, and and that creates an interesting dynamic because it's blood magic is. Again, back to the tech CEO thing. Yeah, of <laughs> quite literally. Yeah, and, and and thinking back on okay, so what other things you maybe do with that that blood transfusion thing? Because you can be like, let's give them long life, let's make them super strong, let's make them. If you gave them the blood of a bird, could you I was fly? just thinking. Well, I don't know if you could fly, but well, like you... obviously not. Before you start coming at us, obviously not. Flight this is, is just ridiculous. But this is magic. But you. But what if you could curate it? And I'm not even thinking like buffing, like superhuman strength or things like that. Kyle has found another fly. Kyle is full of rage. He is untethered, folks. He emerges victorious. Two for two. Bitches be well, dead. Well, two, two for quite a few, but we'll ignore that part. All right. Um, the towel terror. <laughs> I'm just tally. Don't forget to bring a towel. I do think that you could maybe say, if you, we were cracking jokes about magical zoologists earlier, the joint effort of magical zoologists and magical hematologists could be that they could identify traits or magical creatures in the world that could say like oh you have glaucoma here is an animal creature that you know is yeah. is possesses some gene right it's it's yeah, yeah. medicine you're recreating medicine within a magical context okay uh, can i take it in extreme direction what do you think we do here all day? Yeah, well, I just, I did, can I take it now? I'm going to throw some sauce on that. And I'm going to say, instead of trying to cure the things, they team up with a pursuit of creating the perfect creature 
Mm. So they're, they start to just essentially fuse all the best qualities they can from all of the creatures. I have the eyes of a hawk and the ears of a fox. Yeah. And like we, we talked about chimera as like a negative. What if they designed the chimera? Deliberately. Deliberately. Like the Vitruvian man almost. To make the, the ideal creature. And it, and, and it might not be human. It might be very different. It's humans <laughs> trying to like evolve. Overcome the limits of humanity. And to evolve in right. a very genuine way. Right. Of, or not a very genuine way. In a very artificial way. Right. To They're trying to evolve just as a species to become. And not necessarily like in a way of like to eliminate like to be like we're the apex we're gonna take out all these bears right. and shit more of just like we see the benefits of taking on these traits these other creatures why don't we just do that evolve you're, you're trying to speed run, you're trying to speed run evolution basically yeah but t- to the point and they are so as like a story in like a world building element they are doing this in the pursuit of perfection right which has it's an obvious trap Right. So it's an interesting, so it creates an interesting conflict just automatically of here's this magic that the people, like we talked about, the, the tech CEO taking it too far. Mm-hmm. And this is them taking it too far. And what does that lead to? And what kind of monsters are you creating in this process? It also sets up one of my favorite tropes in in sci-fi fantasy of, of nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Right, like oh, yeah. is the is the art? You know, think of the Rocky Four ridiculous training montage, right? Rocky Four is so good. It's so terrible, but that's it's why so it's good. so good. It's so good. But like you know, Rocky's out there like move, like punching whatever the fuck he's doing. I can't even remember. Then you've got Ivan just, Drago. Who was it? Was it Cal? I can't remember if that was Rocky Four or the first Rocky. It's definitely the first Rocky, but he may have done it again. In the fourth. Done it no, no, like, is the fourth one when he's at the cabin in the woods? Yeah, no, right. in the Russian mountains. It's, wait, he's in Russia for that? Yeah, I, I thought he was in the U.S. No, they fight in Russia. Yeah, but he did training. I can change. But you he, can change. But no, he he's training his... in Russia because he's followed around by KGB the whole time. Like when he goes on his runs, oh. remember he's got the black car following no, him. I don't remember. Oh it's... yeah, no, he's got the black car following him, and it's like I watched. Oh, I watched literally every single Rocky one yeah. one night at a friend's house in a sleepover. And he's like my best friend in middle school, and I was just like he fell asleep ages ago, and I watched on like Spike TV like four Rocky movies in a row. I love it. And I was like, I don't usually, like I would, I should have fallen asleep earlier. I don't know why I didn't, but I just watched, I watched like two, three, four, and five. <laughs> just like powered through. And I was like, this is great. Yep. Ivan Drago is great. Oh, absolutely. But, but, it, but again, it's that great thing, right? Like of Ivan Drago's like the perfect man. And he's like being scientifically crafted to be yeah. perfect. And then Rocky's out there training in the fucking middle cabin of the woods, whatever. Yeah. And, beats right like i love that story yeah and it could be interesting i feel like in the end of all of these tropes or or movies or stories that leverage these tropes it's always that nature wins yeah what if it doesn't wouldn't it be interesting to just want to be like oh that's cute like i'm literally as strong as a bear i just ripped your throat out yeah like without even trying i love when a story is like fucking with you and setting yeah. up the expectation that the good guy's gonna win like that 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 the trope is gonna happen yeah that like you know we were just that, talking about infinity war like how many times do they do that it why is it so good they set up your expectations like five or six times they're like oh yeah the avengers are gonna win oh nope they don't oh yeah. they're gonna win oh nope they don't yeah. and it just happens five or six times and that's why that's why it's so gut-wrenching at the end because they're like oh shit he was that close and then he doesn't it's just trope subversion Right, that's kind of the whole point of this episode is a trope subversion, right? Yeah. And how do you do that? And you could find a way. There, there, I mean, there could be a way if you wanted to tell a dark story. What if people got addicted to injecting troll blood? Yeah, and then suddenly, oh, there's this black market for troll blood, and like you could build that into the world. Yeah, I mean, or you could. I mean, I think we already kind of built it in with the Chimera people, mm-hmm. but then you could just make it where it's. It, it doesn't transform you. It just gives you like, it's like a potion. Mm-hmm. Like all these bloods are a potion. It gives you a temporary effect. Right. It makes you feel, it's basically, they, they just right. become drugs. Right. You get, you get a whole black market on drugs. On just, and it's just creature blood you that can, you're injecting. You, you compare that with the black market spell scrolls that we have way back in Magical Cities. Yep. There's another great market opportunity. Some noodles, like, again, anything that's PII related, where you would have 
uh, I can imagine a mage's guild that employs a blood mage that is creating personalized locks you know that there would be a home there could be a home security revolution yeah absolutely. where only you can open this magically sealed door because i mean and it, not just home security like any like bank vaults yeah like how do you do a heist if every lock in the world is controlled by blood great you know? question like it becomes very hard and you get into that like like the whole notion of like when people have to use like uh you have to get the fingerprint yeah from somebody like that's like a typical heist trope since like yeah. the 80s or whatever yeah um you just take it one step further and it's just it's blood magic but maybe it's the advanced locks are not necessarily that it like you prick it and it, it reads your blood that it could be that what hmm. it could just detect it for you yeah I, wait, and maybe it has to be yeah i don't really know how to make that i'm, I'm trying to think of how could you make the lock m- more defensive other than just well we, we'll just kidnap the guy that we need or we'll cut off a limb hmm like, is there a way that, to go around that that it is indeed that much more secure for for like a heist? Because like the home security thing, I think that's that's yeah. a, that's an easy win. But for like, like for like a bank heist, maybe you need a certain amount of blood where you have to kidnap the whole guy. Yeah, but then that doesn't seem that hard. You kidnap the whole guy. Maybe it's the what if what if it has to be living blood? Like it cannot be taken out of the body. It has to be in its source. Yeah, but then you just kidnap him. Yeah, that makes the heist significantly harder, though. Yeah, but, they, but, they, but, they, but that's common body. in heists, isn't it? I mean, like in like in like like how many times is it like the bank manager needs to be brought into ah, the yeah, to the vault? Like, like you yeah, know. yeah, 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 your point is well taken. I, I I think maybe that one is just a dead end. We, yeah, we, that one might be. If you're a home security or like if you're a security specialist, maybe you know yeah. the answer to that one. We yeah. don't. Um, but or like the elder wand from Harry Potter, where like it it, it only answers to like yeah, so magical attunement. Yeah, ma- oh, perfect. Yeah, magical attunement that only responds to certain blood. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, easy Done. easy bow on that one. Yep. The implications speak for themselves. Basically, just that like you've got to like you can't actually they don't speak for themselves. Okay, hold on. <laughs> All right, so Kyle just talked himself out of his own argument. Yeah, what's up? Uh, that's called being um something i don't know a nerd goblin no um no no wrong um wrong wrong if you have like a if you have an rpg campaign that you're running mm-hmm. you can basically say that all magical items have a blood magic attunement and that the owner of the item has to pass ownership to you and you basically mm-hmm. make it so that um, adventuring is very different then because it's taking on like getting in the good graces of people who have the magic items is now like the priority you have to get into the good graces of somebody who will give you a, a reward because they can transfer it to you and you have to get an agreement with them through yeah, blood magic that they will cool. indeed transfer that if you complete the task because there's gonna be no real items that like only if it's brand new which it never is no only if it's brand new will it have Identifier. no attunement so far. Yeah. So if, if you go dungeon delving and you find a dragon horde and you take all the shit, all of it belongs to the dragon. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You can you found a holy avenger. Doesn't or, matter. Or it it belongs to the dragon, but it's not attuned to the dragon. The dragon, cool the, the dragon though. stole the shit. Now you got to find the people who it is attuned to. Yeah. Somewhere to in the break world. The attunement to, or. Give it or back transfer. to yeah. Give it back to them, and maybe they'll reward you with the thing or with money or whatever, or to break the transfer. Because then maybe you're really evil, and if, yeah. if if people die, the attunement breaks. Their blood, their blood is now null and void. So as long as somebody's alive, the attunement's intact. So you, you, if you kill people, you can take their magical items. That's cool. I like that. And then you've got sort of almost like a, a Siler in the first season oh, of Heroes. Siler is really good. The first, first season, season of Heroes. Great. First season of Heroes is one of the best seasons of television. So good. And the drop off is horrible. It's massive. Yeah. Like, but but Siler's an incredible season, like, but villain. That, but that you just created that version of Cipher or Siler. Siler, thank you. Or you have a great MacGuffin, like the one magic item in the world that isn't attuned. Everyone would want that shit. Everyone yeah. would be going after yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Because then, yeah, I yeah. And I, again, it's it's a blood it's a 
blood forge mage, right? Like whatever it is, like, but you, yeah. but blood, but I could see like mm. a blood magic guild working very closely with the blacksmithing guild in that world, right? Like that could be really, yeah. really cool and really evocative. I love that. That is delicious, delicious bowl of noodles. Um, <laughs> we also overlooked one completely blood brothers marriage. Oh, blood mages is actually fusing two people. Yeah. But think of it in that way. Like, you know, we talked about blood packs. What if you literally created bonds to create family with people? You could use that to share memories, share if you have powers, share powers. Okay, right? wait, wait, hold on. You, cause you, you said blood brothers and then marriage. And those are two different things. So are, are you saying basically I'm you saying, could be, no, saying, share the DNA with your friends and be like, we are blood brothers. We are truly brothers. We will like share blood and now we can't consider each other family and not just friends. Right. I think it would be the and, same practice. But then would you do it for, ma- for marriage yes. or would you or would you still say, well, it doesn't really matter. Like our kids are going to have both of our blood. So who cares? I think it's up to the couple. But yeah, I think it could be a cool th- way to do. Do you risk, though, when you do that, you are creating problem and like obviously hand wave shit if you want. But like you're putting a lot more DNA together. In, inbreeding. inbreeding yeah. There we go. Like, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe you need to do that because otherwise, maybe because otherwise the child, you know, something about your the way that the species works is that maybe the child will die because the two bloods don't already aren't already familiar with each other. Oh, and interesting. I'm, I'm yeah, drawing because, on myself because when yeah. I was a kid, I almost died because the the white blood cells that were in. He's on the hunt. Now he got away. He got away. I almost died when I'm drawing on myself here because I almost died when I was a kid. Because when I was a baby, when I was an infant, there was still some of my mother's blood in my body. And which is normal. Okay. Yeah. And the white, my mother's white blood cells started attacking my, the red blood cells that my body was producing. What the fuck? And so I needed a blood transfusion. Otherwise, I would have died. That's crazy. But but I'm drawing on that. Like, you could do that magically and say, oh, unless... It's a protective measure. Right. Like, unless the these creatures are already... Their blood is already familiar with each other somehow. Yeah. Then what? otherwise... Then maybe it wouldn't work. Maybe that's how you have... That could actually explain... You know, one thing that gets talked about a lot in D&D is how the hell do you have a half-orc? How yeah. do you have a half elf or a t- like? Maybe that's how. Maybe there is the, the bloods become more familiar. With. Yeah, there yeah, is a it's, blood ritual that it's that, kind of uh, like a blood magic ritual that creates that bond that enables you to do that. It it's kind of the same concept as vaccination of yeah, of a totally. small exposure. So, like I'm thinking, if, if you take it and say that in this world, blood is incredibly powerful, mm-hmm. and it is, and it's not because of like the it wouldn't be like a fringe case like what would happen what happened to you it is a standard problem because blood is so powerful right. and that's why blood magic is a thing because right. the blood in this world is such a potent essence that like you can channel magic through it that it is it's like unbridled energy being put into into this child totally. from two different poles and if the, and if it if it doesn't it's like um if it's not stabilized electricity and being grounded mm. yeah, yeah 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 it's the if they've done it, then both your feet are on the wire. Mm-hmm. If they haven't, if the bloods haven't touched before, one foot's on the wire, one foot's on the ground, you're done. Right. I think, yeah, I, I, I think that's a really cool idea, and it is a societal good. Again, think of it, let's go, the people that would be advocating for this for the ability for equality and magic rights, uh, magic rights. For equality and marriage rights, like the growing of society, the strengthening of, of the human, of the human race, right? Like there are so many stories you could tell with that to justify blood magic than being a societal good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. I had not considered that as a possibility, but that is really cool. Yeah. Well, and, and you do, you do make a note in there that it's worth us pointing out because both of us, we, we have talked about this before about like the, the notion of blood magic being a very equal magic yeah. be, because it's something that, the great equalizer because you're you're channeling it through a thing that is commonly it's available to every individual because right. we all have blood that you, thus you can use your blood for this magic Versus assuming maybe only some people have a connection to the weave but blood magic is different yeah and depending on what magic system there is in that world yep. it is 
it is still going to be quite universal that everybody has blood yeah. and not everybody has connections to the primordial, you know, to the plane of fire and to, or to like demons and spirits and right. all these other elements that are on the table, but everybody has access to their blood. So it is an equality thing, which could also create interesting world implications. Mm-hmm. If you've now basically said everybody has the ability to use magic, mm-hmm. whether or not they realize it, whether or not they, and, and maybe it's a level of skill. It's just a skill thing, mm-hmm. Like everybody can play basketball. Like not everybody can go to the NBA, but everyone can play basketball. Everyone can play basketball. So maybe it's maybe it's it's about that. It's that the the blood mages, the ones you actually see that like are actually out there doing it as a as a job, they're NBA players. Yeah. Everybody else, they they, they could go play in the park, but they'll probably like you know pull a hammy and maybe right. like they can't really hit their shots very well. So they can do like small amounts. Like they can they can stop bleeding on a cut. Right. But they can't fuse blood. They can't. Um, like track they can't track they can't do these high level things but then you're going to have those people who are like secretly like they they probably played some college ball they mm-hmm. can fucking do some work but they they're now like an accountant and there's, right. there's like a hidden blood mage out there yeah oh they're really good at blood magic and no one and like they're not publicly doing it so we don't have a note right about them yeah yeah and because it's such an equalized thing and that creates a lot of problems for uh, where the equality kind of tips in the other direction of being a problem. And I think this is mm-hmm. like Avatar and Korra does this, I think, quite well um, as a theme. That puts a bow on it for me. Yeah. Because it is, it touches everything. It is the inherent equality of blood. It is the inherent power of blood, right? Like, and you also could get at, yeah, it just puts a bow on it for me. Okay. Well, then I think it's probably fair to say... Uh, what stuck for you? That, that, that the the equality and the fact that there's blood well, magic no. out there, everybody with everybody. <laughs> I do love that idea. I think for me, what stuck for me, uh, what stuck most for me is the blood magic as the the great, not just the great equalizer, but the reason why we have half elves, half orcs, half dragons. Like yeah, yeah. the the, the, the joining. Yeah, I think that's a f- really fun. That's like the rogue one of the magical world you're like oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the explain we didn't know we needed this yeah 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 and then we got it and it's really fucking cool yeah um yeah i think it's sort of like that i really like that idea i also really liked i like the uh the magical the magical blood to improve humanity idea. yeah i think that's i think those are both really 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 fun ideas okay what about you what stuck for you I think the noir thing stuck for me a lot. Oh, the bloodhound detective. The 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 vials in the in the coat. I think I think yeah. I think I, I enjoy that. That the, I enjoyed the aesthetic of that a lot. Yeah. I, I think the it's super evocative. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty evocative. Yeah, that's probably gonna be what stuck for me. Your main one, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what stuck for us. Let us know what stuck for you. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.